Today we will end our series on heart health. For those who haven't watched the previous message on heart health, the first week we talked about the heart being deceitful. The second week we talked about the heart that truly loves God. Last week we discussed about what it means to delight in God. Today I want to talk about a heart that is purposeful. In short, a life with a purpose, a life with a mission. Our purpose in life is the very meaning of our existence. Without knowing this, we often suffer. When we're ignorant of our own significance, it brings turmoil. We sometimes fall prey to the illusion that our lives don't matter. Have you ever experienced that? Questions like, am I important? Or why do I even exist? Do I even have any value in this world? Or why was I born? Do you know that when you were born, God created you universally, but also so unique that there's no one like you? He created you for something that only you could achieve. He made you for a mission, a goal, a purpose. He gave you specific skills and talent and personality and abilities. He created you, designed you to accomplish your purpose. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. So we're going to draw from the very word to define our purpose. But before I even proceed, I just want to make mention that the world we live in will tell you who you are and will sometimes dictate to you what your purpose is. The world with its worldly wisdom will somehow deceive you into thinking this is why you exist. Even the devil will lie to you, and many well-meaning individuals, some of them are friends and family members with good intentions, can also give you their advice and worldly opinion on who and what you should be, and they may not necessarily be correct. So let me, be, let me submit to you today that the only person who can define who and what you are and what your purpose is, is the very person who created you. I think that's a good enough reason. Let's take a paper clip, for example. What is the purpose of a paper clip? Obviously, the purpose of a paper clip is to clip paper, right? But sometimes we use the paper clip to pick a lock or probably clean our nails and many other things. And with this, we may hurt ourselves when we use it other than what it was created for. That's why it's sometimes dangerous to step out of your purpose. So the person who can define the purpose of the paperclip is the creator of the paperclip. Make sense? Since God created you and I, let's dig deep into God's word because he was the one who designed us. Let us draw insights from the Bible. Fair enough? The Bible says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So, you are created in him, through him, and for him. So, let's make that clear. Without God, you don't even exist. God made you. He also made you for him. For who? For him. 
This is why God is first when it comes to priorities, not your spouse, not your children, not your family, not your work, your plans, ambitions, desires, God, God first. Because he made you for him, for his plans. Another verse goes like this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I love this promise. The Lord is our promise keeper. He plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. He plans not to harm us. Many times, we're the ones that does harm to ourselves and to others. He allows storms, though, to happen to draw us closer to Him and to get used to calling on His name and praying to Him. In that way, we'll be able to achieve the purposes that He has for our lives. Some of the things we want or some of the things we do or some of the things we have draw us farther away from God or closer to God. These things force us to either seek Him or not to seek Him. My message this morning is very simple. I hope that everything you want to be, everything you want to have, and everything that you want to do will cause you to advance His kingdom. My first point, the purpose of, of your profession or your work or vocation is to glorify God and advance His kingdom. The purpose of your day job, your occupation, your work, whether you're working or even your schooling if you're still a student, or business, the purpose is to glorify God and advance His kingdom. So God placed you where you are for a very specific reason. Okay, And one of the reasons is to be a blessing to others, and the other reason is so that they will know God through you. They will know the gospel through you, your sphere of influence, whether it's classmates or students or office mates or co-workers, whoever they might be, God placed you there for a reason. No one else can reach them apart from you. Okay? A friend told me that the highest calling was in the ministry. He says, well, you know, Pastor Jay, like your, what you're doing, that's the highest calling. I said, that's not true. The highest calling is where God wants you to be. I mean, if you're in the ministry like I am, I'm, and God wants you to be in business, then that's not the highest calling for you. The highest calling is where God wants you to be. Some of you are called to be doctors, lawyers, business people, bankers, accountants, and some are called to the ministry. Whether you're in the ministry or not, all of us are in the full-time ministry. Okay, very important. And by the way, everyone... Whether you're a student, you're already in the full-time. No matter what vocation you're in, all of us are called to minister where God placed us. My second point, the purpose of your possessions is to glorify God and advance His kingdom. Everything you own, or at least things you think you own, everything comes from God. The material things you have come from God, our cars, our homes, our things, even our loved ones, even our friends, they come from God. God owns everything, including us. We're to be purposeful with our possessions because God owns them all. We're simply a steward of our possessions. 
you can't bring your possessions with you when you die. The saying, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. For those who don't know, a hearse is a vehicle that carries the body of the deceased. You know, when you die, the, the hearse carries you to the cemetery. A U-Haul is a truck or trailer that you use to load up your possessions. You'll never see a dead person hauling his or her possessions. Your possessions are just things. You can't bring them when you go to heaven. Things that will eventually fade and disintegrate. You can enjoy them. You can put them to good use or you can put them for God. You can use them rather for God's purposes. He didn't make you prosper for nothing. God blessed you. He gave everything to you. You can use everything you have for His glory. He didn't just give you stuff just to look and feel good about. He gave you all of these things to advance His kingdom. My next point. The purpose of your passions is to glorify God and advance His kingdom. Do you realize that you are passionate about a lot of things or extremely passionate about certain specific things? See, those passions, many of them, if not all of them, they come from God. When you're passionate about work, some of you, you love your work, and that's a blessing when you love your work. Imagine if you love your work, you don't have to work a day in your life. Or maybe your passion is recreation or sports or music or even gardening. So what's your passion? Okay, about What's your certain interest? Do you know that God can use those passions for the glory of God? I have a friend who loves to cook. Actually, this there's a couple, and they love to entertain people. This couple invites people to their home and literally enjoys feeding them with their amazing food and hospitality. I haven't seen anyone as hospitable as this couple. They're, di they're different because they use their giftings and their passion in cooking and entertaining in advancing God's kingdom. They love people. They become the hand and feet of Jesus. In fact, many have come to the saving knowledge of the Lord because of this couple. Personally, in my case, I enjoy sports. Uh, I am a jack-of-all-trade, master of none. I'm not specifically very good in, in some of them. Sometimes I feel I'm in heaven when I'm in the tennis court or volleyball court, basketball court. I love to play you know, I love to play golf. I, I just enjoy it, sports. A few years ago, I decided to use this passion, which was actually tennis, uh, to reach people in our community here in the U.S. I decided to teach people tennis for free. So I invited people in our community. Over 50 people came, not just to play tennis, but they got excited. They met new people. And guess what? They heard the word of God. We prayed for them. Many of them received Jesus and made him their Lord and Savior. So, what are you passionate about? It can be as simple as having a meal together or having coffee together. I know food is the universal language of most people. Simple fellowship with people can be used by God to advance his kingdom. The question really is, are you intentional with your purpose? Do you have an agenda? Do you know your real agenda? 
Is that, is that where your heart is? Is your heart purposeful? The Word of God says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that's you, that you may declare the praises of Him who calls you out of darkness into His wonderful light. If you're still not sure whether you're chosen, I'm telling you right now, you're chosen. You're royal in your God's special possession. He owns you. And for what? So that you may declare the praises of Him. Declare to the world who you are praising and who they should be praising. Declare how you got out of darkness and to his, into His wonderful light. And this is my final verse. Now, when David had served, this is King David. He was also the, the shepherd who became king. He said, now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. David served God's purpose. You can replace the name David to your name. Now, when Jay had served God's purpose in his life, he eventually went to sleep. Now, when Jeff, when Luis, okay, when Sophia or whoever served God's purpose in their own uh, lives, eventually they fell asleep. Isn't it so amazing when you were sent to a mission here on earth and one day when you go to heaven, God's going to tell you you were able to achieve the purpose that I sent you for? My prayer for you is that you don't miss your mark, that you accomplish your mission and purpose. And my favorite verse in the Bible, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And when you continue to love him, he promised that, that all things, not some things, not in a few things, but in all things, God will work for your own good because you're called according to His purpose.